to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. Ah, uh, the glorious sounds of geese, which means it is another week of Gaggle of Geeks, the 2SER podcast where we chat all things pop culture and geek culture. Hello, Tali. Hello, Sophie. How you going? Um, I am doing well. It's been a week. I'm also very proud of us because we're now doing it two weeks in a row. I know, Look right? It up. Look at us go. But, I mean, out of all weeks for us to continue doing it weekly, it had been this week because... It was just like news upon news upon news upon news. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I reckon let's start with some of the biggest news this week, which was the Emmy nominations came out this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Um, so we had, you know, the big winner was Game of Thrones with which? 32 <laughs> nominations. I think that's... That's the record now for a show yes. to get 32 nominations in one Emmy's award ceremony. Mm-hmm. I'm um, very confused, though, Tali, considering this was the season that got most widely panned. This is what – that's what um, it made me realise because I totally forgot that it was Emmy nominations week until, like, the news stories started popping up of who um, who was being nominated. Mm. And it made me realise that I'm not yet over what happened in the final season of Game of Thrones because when I heard that they led the, with the nominations, I was like, how? How? Were they watching the same season that I was watching? Like, literally, how? It just, I don't know, it seemed like a little bit of a joke, the number of, like, nominations they got considering how terrible the last season was. It's like they literally went, oh, it is the last season. Everyone gets a prize. Well, not everyone. Bran, hmm, didn't get anything. <laughs> Wonder why? Because there was no point to what he was doing. But it really was just, if it had been a good season, I would have been like, yep, 32, that makes sense. It was great. Everyone was great. But it just, the storyline really just didn't support I just feel I shouldn't be rewarded for producing what they did. I feel that it was like, oh, my God, it's the last season. Quick, quick, get them every legacy award we can because it yeah. was a feat and it's finished now and they can never be nominated again. And it was just like, wow, do you really deserve that 32? And, yeah. like, you know, I always, like, despite criticisms of being too dark, like, you knew The Long Night was going to get some nom for, like, cinematography or whatnot, like, that was going yeah. to happen. But the thing I found quite interesting is in those 32, Gwendolyn Christie, um, she got nominated, but it wasn't HBO that submitted her name. Do you know, I absolutely love that. She nominated herself. And this is like, I feel that this is such a good story for anyone out there, which is essentially back yourself. So even if other people don't believe in you or your bosses or your big company and you go, no, I actually, what I did was pretty damn amazing. Then yes, back yourself. I totally and utterly support it because what I also thought was funny, and this is not against Lena Hetty who plays Cersei Lannister at all. Like mm. I have no issue with her, but she also got nominated for supporting actress in a drama series and literally all she did was stand out on a balcony, look out and at one stage demand some elements. 
drink some wine. Like, <laughs> seriously, why, why, why did that get a nomination? I don't know. It is a mystery to many of us. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, like, Lena Hetty is an amazing actor, but yeah. it just, what they gave her, they didn't give her much to work with. But and this is, Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, Gwendolyn Christie, like, nominating herself because Brianna Taft did more than Cersei Lannister. So <laughs> it's really interesting that HBO didn't put her forward, especially to, like, can like can they only put through so many nominations? No, they, they, like, studios can put in unlimited actors up for nomination. Um, and then the... They not? Well, that's just it. So it was her... That didn't get through. Alfie Allen didn't get through, and Caris Van Houten, who plays Melisandre, they didn't put them forward. And like Alfie Allen did pretty solid this season, I reckon. Um, Do you know what I find so funny about Alfie Allen is that people don't realise that he is Lily Allen's brother. And so I've seen a lot of tweets this week where they were like, "Oh my God, Alfie Allen is related to Lily Allen." And Lily Allen once wrote a song about Alfie. That means she wrote this song about him. And I was just like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No that shit. Happened. Most people think that out years ago. <laughs> but it's really entertaining because I was just like, oh, there are people who live in a world where, like, I guess not a Lily Allen world because, like, that was peak Lily Allen when that album came out. Like, mm. you know, she just, like, brought out Smile. So everyone kind of knew Alfie. So it's just, like, it was just interesting. But, um, but yeah, back fun to... fact, they actually, I think the producers wanted Lily to play his sister in the show and she was like, yeah, no, he tries to crack onto me because he doesn't know that it's me, so no thank you. Oh, yeah, that's a weird, yeah, no. Because <laughs> that's my real sister. No. <laughs> no. That's an extra, yeah. It's like there's so only so much incest that can happen in Game of Thrones and <laughs> we have to do it as not actually related in real life. Mm. But the other big winner um, would have to be uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who has cleaned up with Killing Eve and Fleabag. Exactly. Like, seriously, it is amazing. Like, Killing Eve is incredible. Mm. And it is funny that I did think that since leaving to do Fleabag that Killing Eve wasn't as strong as the first season. But having said that, I'm like, yeah, she's totally nailed it. See, I'm not mad at that. That's what I mean with these Emmy nominations (laughs) is it makes you realise, like, where you are and how you truly feel about show like TV shows because you'll just be like, oh, I totally support that, or I'm like, ugh, I hate that. Because mm. the other thing that I loved, um, Shit's Creek. Yes, that like Three finally nuns? got recognised, yep. and I think everyone was happy about that as well. Yeah, God, they've 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 toiled and they they deserve it but again it's like a, oh they're coming into recording their like last season mm-hmm. and now it's like now we will acknowledge you it's like it's how like, did you not recognize moira's genius from the beginning i know exactly That's but i have rude. enjoyed all the um gifts that have come up in support of moira since that and that like iconic moment during um the show where um what's it called the daughter oh Alexis. Um, uh, yeah, Alexis was like, um, to Moira, what's your favourite season? And she's like, awards. And it was just like <laughs> the perfect gift to finally being recognised. She's so incredible. Uh, oh, my goodness. Junkie yeah, Media, they put out an article this week where they actually got a voice dialect, like a dialect coach to like figure out what the hell Moira is saying. <laughs> 
I just, it is incredible and she has forever changed the way I see the word baby because it's just like, oh yes, the bebe. The bebe. The bebe. Oh, the bebe. <laughs> it is incredible. Yeah, see, well deserved. She and when it's well deserved, I'm happy for them. And when it's not, I still have a lot of feelings. Yeah, so many feelings. But those are my top peoples for um, noms. Yeah. Who else were you yeah. interested in? Um, I will see, this is the thing. I think I'm very similar in it. I'm just going through it again to be like, who are any of the categories that I really cared about? And I was just like, no, I like, this is what I mean. The, the, um, what's it called? The outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. Mm -hmm. That is the category that I care about. Like, I think that that will be really interesting because all the women who were nominated in that, Mm -hmm. I would literally be happy with any of them walking away. So you've got Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, which I thought she was fantastic in. I really mm. enjoyed that series. Um, Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Ms. Mrs. Maisel, which I don't think anyone's going to be mad at. No. Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. Like, we love her. We love her so much. Um, Natasha Leon for Russian Doll. I love her voice. It was, as we were talking <laughs> before about Catherine O'Hara doing Moira in Shit's Creek, yeah. I really love Natasha Leon's voice and then yeah as we said Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Catherine O'Hara like whoever walks away with the Emmy in that category so so impressive because that is definitely a tough field like I think that they're like I literally think that that is going to be the category that breaks a lot of people where people will be like no I really wanted it to be this person because like yeah the allegiances to all those amazing women are very very strong so Mm. it'll be interesting it's just like female excellence right there right there indeed yeah it's a shame none of them are people of color though (laughs) yeah well (laughs) can't have everything (laughs) You literally, oh, 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 this is really sad. I was like, Natasha's Jewish. (laughs) You know, you're really scraping the barrel there. But look, it's not all like, you know, Emmy's so white yet. Um, Sandra O got a couple in and we've got Maya Rudolph in there for like Outstanding Guest Actress in Comedy Series as well as in Drama. So yeah, yeah, it's not too, it's not too bleak. (laughs) I love that category where it's literally like, like what is it's like guest appearance or something yeah, like so that so sandra and o's in like, it for snl it's so bizarre. yeah well this is what i love about it it's like yes you can come and do or like a skit one of the um oh i'm just trying to find which one it was because it did make me laugh is that um is it robert is it robert de niro guest actor in a comedy series where he did like the smallest part and i think he like he played Oh my goodness! Why is my mind blanking? So this is why my week's gone. He's so got. Big. He's nominated for SNL. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he plays like um, oh, my my head saying Mitt Romney, and I'm like, no, it's not. That's not who he played. Um, but I'm gonna have to look it up. But he plays a no one. Like it's literally, it's not even as if he hosted the whole episode of Saturday Night Live. He like literally came in for a couple of minutes and he's up. <laughs> Robert Mueller, that's right. I was like, the Mueller report. Um, He literally does a small role playing Robert Mueller on Saturday Night Live and that could possibly get him an Emmy. It was incredible. I was laughing at the, um, do you know, because they always come out with the people who got snubbed and they were like Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And I was just having a moment. I was like, "Um, what were they in? Julia Roberts had her Amazon series. Yeah. Which well, I don't think anyone talked about. So, 
and this is the thing, like when I said when I heard George um, Clooney snubbed, I was like, for his Nespresso ads, <laughs> like sure. Where have you been, George? <laughs> I mean, I thought been, he was George? off parenting. Doesn't he have like twins to take yes. care of while his wife is saving the world? I know he's really taking a backseat to life right now, George Clooney. Like, and he's, he's never going to be as, as impressive as Amal, and I think he knows that as well. Yeah, totally, totally. He oh, is totally wow. her man, Candy, and I'm like, go you. <laughs> you do you, George. You, you do, do you. you. Powerful, powerful, indeed. Well, the Emmys aren't on until late-ish September, so yep. we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds and, and where there'll be indeed. a. HBO Game of Thrones landslide. Oh, I hope not. Actually, that, oh, I just had an evil thought. I was mm. like, I hope that they have all those nominations and they don't win any of them. <laughs> you are so mean and evil and I love it. <laughs> and, then, and then they will learn the lesson that, that they will go through the pain that we all went through watching that last season. <laughs> <sighs> the sweet irony. But it was like, <laughs> you get a nomination for effort. Yeah, exactly. Because we know you tried really, really hard. <laughs> you just really missed the mark. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Speaking of missing marks, Tali, uh, we yeah. discussed this a bit like, last like, week, but hmm. thoughts on the rebooted Lion King? Oh, man. <laughs> Do you know what? I think overall as a movie, I went in there with very, very low expectations. So maybe I walk away going, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like overall as a movie, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. But, and this is a big but, Mm -hmm. Beyonce. Right. No place in The Lion King. (laughs) Anything, like it pains me to say this because yeah. I love Beyonce. We, I like Beyonce can do anything. And in The Lion King, I was like, no, she cannot do that. Because what I found is that up until, because of course she plays adult Nala. So you don't really get her until like halfway through the movie or whatever. Yeah. And for everyone else, I was like, yep, I'm just watching a new version of The Lion King. Like, we can talk about the fact that the lions did not emote. They definitely didn't. It no. didn't have the same feeling and that the original had. And But I was like, look, let's let's go past that. <laughs> let's just try and watch the movie in the way that it was intended. I was a little bit mad, but be prepared. My favourite song from The Lion King was reworked into something completely different. It still had like a few lines from Be Prepared, but it was not the same thing, but that's fine. And this is what I mean. Like I was willing to kind of look past all of those things. Yeah, but. And then Beyonce started (laughs) talking as Nala and I completely left Pride Rock, I left Africa, and all I could hear was Beyonce. And that was just when she was talking, and I was like, oh, no, this is not good. This is not good. And then she kind of went away. Nala, like, came off the screen. It came to Timon and Pumbaa. They were singing The Lion King. This is the thing, is, like, during that is, again, like, Seth Rogen. I know his voice. Like Donald Glover, I know his voice, but I still believed them as being Simba and Pumba. Like I, I thought still Seth went Rogen along with that. It was like perfect as Pumba. Oh, the dream. And this is what I mean is like a so this is like my I w- it wasn't like I went in there and went, no, there's only one person who can be one thing, rah, rah, rah. 
Having mm. said that, I feel like anyone but Jill, James L. Jones being Mufasa would be crazy, but <laughs> he was already there, so Tick didn't have to worry about that. Exactly. Seth Rogen, amazing. And that's where, like, Pumbaa has a lot of personality, so if anything breaks down, you can really tell it. And again, like, I was back into the movie. I was watching, like, the warthog and the meerkat and the lion forge this friendship, and I was like, yep, I'm here again. And then Beyonce turns up again, and I'm like... It's Beyonce. And I know that last week we were talking about um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And Mm -hmm. the problem was is that you heard Beyonce. It wasn't the harmony that you wanted. But in the context of actually watching it in the movie. It's better in the movie, hey. Well, this is what was funny about it because I was still like I can hear Beyonce singing and it feels like Beyonce came in to sing this song and then Beyonce should leave afterwards. That's like just, I don't know if it's just because I thought her voice was so iconic or whatever it is. I just like every time she came up, I was just very aware that it was Beyonce. And then throwing it out there, the inclusion of her spirit song, stupid. Like that really annoyed me. I was like, no, you've just done it again. And if anything, it kind of just doubled down on the fact that Beyonce is in this movie where she does not need to be in this movie because, again, it took me out to be like, I'm not watching The Lion King. I'm listening to Beyonce. It just like it just did not meld in my head. But the rest of the movie, fine. What did you think about it? So, like... I came in, I was like, like you, low expectations after reading so many reviews that just completely panned it. And then, like, the circle of life came on, that intro, and then it was just like, wave of nostalgia. And the way they've animated is actually visually stunning. Like, the Mm. way they've done all the animals, it is stunning. And for that song, none of the animals need to emote, so it was completely fine. (laughs) So, like, you were like, oh, my God, this is actually visually beautiful. And if I was a kid seeing this for the first time, I would be gobsmacked. Like, and I'm like, remember, I am not target market. This is for children. They would love this. And then it was like, as it got on, and you watch, and like, you know, I, I was like, I was willing to give go past as well, the and the lines not emoting. But all I yeah. could think was like, honestly, if you just did some more eyebrow movement, we could have got there. Just a little bit more eyebrow movement. But instead, they just look like really cute puppies. Yes. Like, just really, yeah. like, they looked like a, like yeah. my dog when she's being a stunned mullet. It was just like, hello, yeah. what you doing? She's like, hello. Yeah. Oh, What's yo, going yo. on? Hi. Yeah. And it was just that. So, like... During the stampede scene when Mufasa is um, falls, like (laughs) I'm watching it and I'm like, did you laugh? (laughs) I did a bit because it was it was a bit ridiculous because his face was just like very confused kitten falling, like Like, when they've like, yeah, like when a cat is like, I don't know what's happening. It wasn't like no anguish or anything. So I was like, oh, that that just took me out slightly a bit. Oh, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And yeah, spirit, as you said, didn't need to be there. No, like, it's like I'm, I'm utterly convinced, and the fact that it's so out of place, it's like they created scenes to justify putting that in this, in the um actual movie, and I'm convinced that in Beyonce's contract to get her to sign on to do Nala, mm. it was like one, no one can outsing me. You always <laughs> have to sing in a key lower than me, and not in a harmony way. You know, just mm. no, like stay in your lane way, and. I want to have a song in the movie. And they were like, no, we'll put it in the soundtrack. We have to be true to the original. And she was like, no, in the movie. And this is a thing, like, 
you if you've seen the Broadway musical, they have extra songs which I think were incorporated into The Lion King two in the Disney version. But it's still quite it still feels very African in a way, aside from the Pumbaa and Timon songs. Like it still has that kind of same theme. But then Beyonce comes in and it's like pop Beyonce. It's not it's not while like yes, you're speaking to the heart of the film, but it's not the same tune or like thematically, yeah. musically, it's not the same as what the rest of the film what is, what you're expecting. else has been happening. Yeah, that is that is so true. It's just like in if she was in Dreamgirls and then she put in like an African beaded song, people would be like, this does not even go with the rest of the music. Like it's mm. just, it was so, yeah, it was just off. It was off. Like if you've never seen The Lion King before, you yeah. probably like you'd think like, oh, that's a weird thing and like, you know, mm. no one else is. And like that was the thing too is like it was the only song they played in the movie that no one actually sung along to. Yeah. But it was it had lyrics. So it was again going, where is this music coming from? Because before you were making belie- making me believe that when the music plays like one of the animals is singing – Oh my but in god! That, not so much. I have to say something. The singing and the animals just did not work for me. Oh no! I was willing to like the dialogue. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you the dialogue. But the yeah. singing, I'm like, like when I'm watching, I'm what was it? Um, I can't wait to be king. I was just like, oh, just trying, keep trying. But I just don't see these yeah. animals singing at all because yeah. they're so, so photorealistic yeah. that I don't expect animals to burst out in song. I can. <laughs> Just do it with humans. I don't see it happening with animals. Yeah. So, oh, that brought it out. Yeah. But when but also the other person I really enjoyed was John Oliver Zazu. Yeah, he, had he was good. Very funny lines, and I was there for it. Like the tweeting, mm. the news report where he's just like they're tweeting, like the birds are tweeting at four a.m. And I was like, oh, Trump dig. <laughs> very good, Trump dig. Um, but the other thing was with this film, like because I've done Pride Land so realistically. And I'm watching, and I don't know because I live in Australia and we just see photos of drought all the time, but I was just like, I think Scar was giving, he was like just given just a crap set of cards and when he came into power, it just so happened Africa was going through a drought and he just had to cop it because they were like, oh, we're going to blame it on overhunting. And I'm like, overhunting doesn't cause everything to dry up. That is a drought. (laughs) Old mate got served a drought and he just had to cop it from everyone. It was just like, it was just lucky when Simba came back, the rains decided to come back. It is not Scar's fault. It is Mother Nature's fault. (laughs) And I couldn't stop thinking that. I still don't believe that it's like... Because maybe, maybe Sophie, what it was, was spontaneous fire because it seemed like, again, that Pride Rock, like one, like one lightning bolt hits the dry tree and then all of a sudden the whole place burns up in flames in like three seconds. I was like, that's not realistic. (laughs) So maybe it was half drought, half burned out, like, yeah. (laughs) It was just like, either way, Mother Nature was not kind to Scar's rain and he just had to cop it, like... (laughs) He could have been a bit, slightly better king, but that's not in theme with the film, unfortunately. Exactly. Do you know what? This brings us to another um, thing that has come out in regards to humans playing animals and it being weird because oh, the dear. trailer for the new Cats movie has come out. And this is like, I've gone, I've gone through a journey this week <laughs> because I was like, 
I don't care about the Cats movie. And mm. this is admittedly like I haven't seen the musical, but nothing about it makes me want to see it. And I'm a musical person. So I was just like, there's obviously something going on. It also could be because I grew up with a nanny and you will remember that Mr. Sheffield was constantly bagging on Cats and being like, <laughs> oh, why is Cats so successful? It's a, it's a musical about Cats. It's the stupidest thing ever. I don't know. Maybe that implanted something on me as a young age. So when I heard that they were redoing Cats, I was like, mm, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. Then during the week, I discovered the little, like, teasers they were doing before the trailer. Mm. And I was like, wait, I'm here for this. This looks great. And they had, like, Jennifer Hudson, Idris Elba, like, Taylor Swift. They were all talking about how what went into remaking Cats. And then you saw like Beyonce's dancer, Les Twins, they were going to be in it dancing. They had like a ballerina. You heard that the choreography was the guy who like did Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I'm here for this. I think I'm very excited. I built into that hype. Then I watched the trailer today and sweet baby Jesus, what was happening in that movie? Like what was happening? I don't know, but all I know is cats are nowhere near that sexual. And the cats anim- have boobs now. Oh my god, that was so weird. And the anthropomorphic faces that were like half human, half cats. But then yeah. like they were all like cat sized in a human world, but they look like humans. And I'm like, yeah. this is digging to some real deep kink stuff that I'm not really yeah. into and I don't think a lot of people aren't into. Yeah. And I think that that was the problem is like I just don't think that they blended like their idea of a human being a cat very well because like they they the the face was still a human face. Mm. It's like the hairline needed to be squeezed in. It's like do you know when they did cat in the hat? Mm. Oh, like you believed that Jim Carrey was a cat because it was in the nose. It was yeah. in those features. It's like the fur started like mid cheek, mm. but here the fur starts like at the ear. So it's just human face. Yeah. And then, yeah, you were like in the behind the scenes that I was watching and why I got excited is they showed you the set. And so they were showing that it was bigger and you're like, oh yeah, because they're cats. But I just felt like in the trailer, when you saw them actually moving around in different parts of the set, it's like they didn't scale it properly. So in some parts, it'd be like, Here's me walking through a door, but I'm really, 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 really small. Like it's like if the handle would be like, I don't know, so much bigger. But then at other times, you'd have an item that was still bigger than them, but not on the same scale as how huge the door was compared to them. So it was like they were mouse size going through the door, but then they were cat size in this bit, but then that looked like they were human size. It was all just very confusing. Oh, it was a lot. And it's sad because it does have a really great cast. As you mentioned, you've got Idris yep. Elba, you've got Taylor yep. Swift. I don't know if she's a great James cast, but, but James Corden, yep. Rebel Wilson, Dame yep. Judi Dench. I know. Jennifer yep. Hudson, who's singing yep. Memory. You're like, yep. oh, wow, this is so- – oh, yep. oh, 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 what happened here? <laughs> like, And, like, yep. you're watching, like, they're showing off some of the dance scenes yeah. and I'm like, they've got, like, clearly amazing ballerinas and ballet dancers yeah. in it, but – it's so molded to a cat's 
like if I'm watching a ballet, sure, I recognise the human form, but it's the human form, yeah. but it's furry, and I, I, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, and that's it again. Like in that, like the same way that the Lion King is like getting that mix right, is that you're supposed to escape into the character and believe the character. Like the character make, shouldn't make you go, "I'm confused as to how you're feeling," or. I'm confused because I don't know what you're supposed to be right now mm. and I don't know what you're, why you're doing what you're doing. But if you watch the trailer and had just believed that they were cats, it would have looked great. But the, I think the large problem was is that they were too human looking. And it, I think it'll be interesting. You remember when like Sonic the Hedgehog came out with their trailer and everyone was like, no, that's not what Sonic looks like. Well, it was like he had human was... legs and human teeth and yeah. everyone's like, no, no, yeah, no, 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 that's creepy. That's creepy. Sonic. And then, <laughs> but then the studio was like, we're going to go remake him because you guys didn't like it. I wonder, like maybe it's too late for cats, but I wonder what, what if anything, they're going to change with the final movie. I mean... And that's so much rendering because it's all like well, that's the thing. it's all photorealistic fur as well. But and but this is the thing though is like uh, the reaction has been so strong to it being uh like if a two minute little clip puts you off a whole mm. movie then that's bums on seats that's you know that's not going to make well but maybe people will still go I don't, I don't know. know I feel like everyone still went to Lion King even though we knew. These lines did not emote terrible. just for the sake but, of doing but it. I st- but I still feel that, like, when I watched the Lion King trailer, like, I wasn't immediately, like, I still wanted to see it. Mm. Like, the trailer is supposed to make you want to see it. Mm. I think the Cats trailer did the exact opposite. It made everyone go, oh, that's not my kink. I no. don't know how I feel about this. No. And when you see the stage musical, there yeah. you will kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, we know this isn't true reality. We can get away because yeah. they're costumes and we understand that. But in a film yeah. setting, it just doesn't feel as right. Yeah, because I think like, and that's probably true because we expect more of films mm. because like in the same sense is like if you can create a character and make them believable in whatever way that you've done it, if it is computer generated, like if you think about Avatar, mm. it's like at first those creatures were strange. We didn't know what they were. But then you're like, okay, that they are what they are. Yeah. Like, I think that the problem with the Cats trailer is it had that real uncanny valley vibe around it. Mm. Is that you were just like, oh, it's too, it's too real. It's not, it's what, it's the, oh, it's like, you just, yeah. Whereas I feel like in other ones, if it doesn't have that, like, that immediate reaction of, oh, this, I don't, like, this is too, it's too familiar, but it's not, like, that kind of thing, then it's hard to get into the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's just, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Look, maybe they've just picked, oh, but then it's the trailer. They should pick the best they part. Should always like, maybe should... they purposely just pick the worst part of the movie I don't think to promote so. the movie. I think... That sounds like a great well, idea. Like, they probably did choose the best parts, but they weren't expecting the backlash of the look of yeah. the cats and how they fix that. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows indeed? Who knows indeed? Wild. That's crazy, crazy. But Tali, how do you feel about a certain one direction of being a prince? Eric, I'm very I'm very all right with that. <laughs> I think like this is the thing about Harry Styles. Yeah. And I know like I, I, like he is incredible and he like I know he gets 
very quickly lumped into boy band. Oh, he's just from One Direction. He can't do anything. And that's what a lot of people said upon hearing that he was going to be in Dunkirk. They were like, <laughs> oh, Harry Styles, he's in a boy band. We don't like him. He's going to be shit. Like, why would you put him in there? And at the same and time, then, they all go out to see him in that film anyway, even though he's only in the first, like, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> but the funny thing was is that I was talking to this guy who, like, had, like, very much waxed lyrical before going yeah. to be like, oh, he shouldn't be in there. He, like, should stay in his lane. He should be just doing boy band music to, like, pop girls and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And anyway, he, like, so he was very adamant that Harry Styles shouldn't have been in Dunkirk. Mm. He then went to go see Dunkirk and I was just like, oh, here we go. Because I was just also like, Harry Styles was phenomenal. We loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, did no, he did no wrong. Um, he very very well fit into like his look fit into that time it was like he just he seemed he didn't seem out of place like Beyonce did in Lion King never Mm -hmm. gonna get over it um and so I asked this guy I was just like oh yeah so you went Sora what did you think and he was like yeah yeah it was a good movie I was like what did you think of Harry Styles and he was like oh I don't think he was in it like his scene must have been cut and I was like no he was in it he was the guy remember the guy with the sandwiches remember that one and he's like oh that's oh. Harry Styles? like yes. Yeah, but it was just like, oh, he didn't detract in mm. the way that this person had thought he would because it's I'm like, I actually do think he's a really great actor, throwing it out there. Hence why I think he is the perfect Prince Eric because he's got that perfect, like he's got that very much Disney Prince mm. look to him. He does. But then he's got a little bit of an edge. Yeah. He's like, and out of all the princes in like the Disney universe, Prince mm. Eric's probably the most proactive that actually does get to know the girl beforehand. He yeah. kisses her yeah. and wakes her up and says, marry me now. Like, yeah. he gets to know Ariel. So, I yeah. mean, I it's can that, see that happening. That vulnerability. Be... That, yeah. like, and that's what like Harry does. He has that sensitive side to him. Mm. Also, he it doesn't have the role see. yet, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, well, I'm I'm here for it. No. I'm here for it. Absolutely, but yeah, as you said, it helps that he sings. But it's a shame he just missed out on Elvis. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? Yeah. See. Oh. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can just hear like Tali's like mine. <laughs> the, the cogs are running. The cogs are running. I was like, no, I feel that there's a better role for him than Elvis. Like, <laughs> I would believe it, but I wouldn't be 100% there. Like, mm. I don't know who that role would be. Actually, maybe I do. I see Harry Styles as being one of the rap pack. I don't know which one. Right. But I feel like he would – he's got like – see, like this is the thing about Harry Styles. It's not just the look that he can do. Mm. He can do – the whole thing. He's got the personality, the <laughs> swagger. Oh, is it a Mick Jagger kind of person? Oh, oh, and they have Ooh. a bit of a similar look. Oh, yeah. So my question is, and this is why, this is what I meant with the, like, <laughs> oh, maybe I don't care about him not being Elvis. I feel like once he plays an iconic role, mm. then he can't do another because that would be weird. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to do one of them. Like eventually at some time it's going to be Harry Styles is playing ex-famous singer. (laughs) And I just feel the person that he does needs to be perfectly him. And my my, like reservations to Elvis is I just, he's not perfectly him. There's someone out there for Harry and it wasn't Elvis. I don't know who it is. (laughs) 
Speaking it's of an I- interesting one. It is, it is. But speaking of iconic roles, a new Bond has been cast. And honestly, like, I was totally on the Idris Elba bandwagon, but who yeah. they've chosen is just, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> like, in shock. Um, but it is Lashana Lynch, who is mm. a black woman. I know. And this is what's so genius about it. It's so genius. And that's what I think, like, when Gillian Anderson was up for the Mm. chance to be, like, Jane, like... Jane Bond? Jane Bond. I was literally (laughs) going Jane Bond. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, no, because that's a female version of James Bond. Wow. But James is unisex Um, name, so... Yeah. But, like, at the same time, too, it just... Like, it was just the idea is, like, 007 is just the agent's number. Like, Mm. I think we forget that James Bond is a spy and his number, his code is 007. So that's why we get so into working that it has to be a man and it has to be that. So it was really interesting because, like, obviously off the back of Black Ariel, they went Black Ariel and Black James Bond. (laughs) "Ah." Plus gender swap thrown in. It was just like, oh, boy. This is too much for the internet. No, no. I'm here for that. I'm so here for it. And I love it's like the perfect combination of Idris and Jillian into one. Yeah. Yeah. And And I also like um, there was a tweet that was going around where it was like, haters, we don't want a black man playing 007. And then they're like, okay, here's a black woman. (laughs) It's like, technically, you didn't say that. You needed to be more specific in your hate. Hey. Oh, man. She's going to be great. She's going to be great. Um, and if you're yep. not familiar with work, she played uh, Maria Rambo in uh, Captain Marvel. So she was Captain Marvel's best friend. And so oh. very capable of doing action movies. Yeah. And also hearing that the idea for her to play Bond actually came from our friend from earlier, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That woman can do no wrong. She literally, like, I think it's... I think she's got the golden touch, the Midas really touch, everything does. she touches. Like, it's just Because uh, she's she writing it, it, isn't it works. she? Mm. Is she writing the new Bond 25? I think she, I want to say yes. Because I know her name was attached yeah, to the project. she was brought on to polish the script for Bond 25. Mm, that sounds more like it. So maybe that's what it was just like, yes. Yeah, and then in. Danny Boyle left for creative differences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who knows what happened there? <laughs> the drama. And we're just going to have to wait till next year to see it unfold and what will happen. But um, if it's done by Phoebe Waller-Bridge behind the script, I have yeah. every faith in it. Yeah, but you know that it's, it's going to be very, very good. Um, I was going to do a segue slash throwaway line, but I realise that you have the magical buttons that oh. play the shit list. That one? You are officially on my shit list! Yes, that hey. one indeed. Um, because if we talk, we are talking about casting, then I think we do have to mention Scarlett. What the hell is wrong with her? Why does she keep talking? She literally came is- out and was like, I should be able to play anything, man, woman, like, you know, because obviously she got in trouble. Um, she had to pull out of a role where she would have played a transgendered person. And even though, like, she did pull out of that role, she did come out and say, she's like, as an actor, I should be able to play a man or a woman or a tree. Like, you go for it, Scarlett. You play those trees. Please but be until a tree. You realize as long as you stop. Privilege. Oh, my gosh. It's like, first you take... A roll away from Asian people, then yeah. you nearly take away from trans people, and now yeah. you're going for the trees. Yeah. The trees would be <laughs> offended. Trees. The trees would be so offended. 
Like, that's just rude. It's like, I'm pretty sure most people would be very happy if Scarlett Johansson just played a tree for the rest of her life. Just, you can be a tree. Go be a tree. No one's arguing if you want to be a tree. But, and I think that that, again, just goes to show that she doesn't get it. And that's why everyone was like, why has she made the same mistake twice? I was like, because she doesn't get it. But it's like, how far up your own privilege do you have to be when literally people have told you, over and yeah. over and over again on the internet and literally like labouring to tell you and yeah. it's not one person, it is the whole internet and you're still like, nah, nah. No. I Actually, can do whatever no. I want because I am a woman. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 you're a white woman with certain privileges. Intersectionality. Yeah. Think about it, Scarlett. Just think about it. And she's like, <sighs> no, I refuse to. And everyone's just like, Scarlett. Scarlet. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Hence why I was just like, yeah. I think she's, I think she's uh, maybe one of our most featured players on <laughs> the shit list. She really is, isn't she? Oh, but we can't end on Scarlet. We can't end on Scarlet. So I'm going to end on something else. I'm sorry, I'm not JJ Abrams. They say, oh, Tiger, we wish we called you JJ Abrams. Our favorite man, Tali. It's like the opposite of the shit list. Not only is he like on the best list, it's a list that only he is on. <laughs> like oh. he dominates his own Tiger brilliance. Oh, like honestly. Thank goodness we have some of his news just to lighten up the mood after Scarlet. <laughs> but he's returning for Thor th- four. Thor four. Oh my god, that is really hard to say aloud. I can read it but I can't say it. I was I was in that moment. I was like, "Do not say Thor four because you really have to think about it." <laughs> so I was like, "I'll wait for Sophie to do it." Thank you for letting me struggle, but oh my god, Thor four, Thor four, <laughs> Thor four. I am here for Thor four. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dali, sing it, sing it. Thor four. It's like, it's oh my god. What was what, I was like? Oh yeah, no, I was doing it to Jolene because I was like, fa 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 fa. To be fair, considering the soundtrack he chose for um Thor Ragnarok, it wouldn't surprise Look. me if Jolene <laughs> made an made an appearance at some stage. See, this is the thing: is like Tiger Waititi is so genius. Like he's so genius that I feel like that there will potentially even be a joke in Thor Four about how Thor Four is hard to say. Like there would be that kind of, you know, oh, we're going to acknowledge it in a really funny way. Like, oh, wait, Thor, you're back again for four times. Yes, Thor Four. Like it just, and this is what I think is so great about Tiger is that he takes that and he uses things like that mm-hmm. is he's constantly like he never stays in his safe box mm. like it, when he's doing comedy he's pushing the comedy in just like the slightest way mm. but it's still so genius and like Thor Ragnarok was hilarious and so I cannot wait to see what he does in the next Thor we don't really know much about what it's going to be about other than no. Chris Hemsworth will be back yeah it'd be weird if he wasn't but <laughs> well I wonder if he's gonna be like straight off the bat from Avengers Endgame where uh, he's yes. he's not in the t- tip top of shapes and he's and he's kind of like not mentally not quite there either so it'd be interesting to see if he goes through an emotional journey to because like while he did kind of go through a a small emotional journey when he kind of went back to uh asgard and he saw his mother i don't know if it's going to be explored in 
4-4, but oh. it should be interesting. But I really hope that Taika does return again as our favourite rock giant. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. It's like his, his roles are so iconic <laughs> that all you had to say was rock giant and I was right back there in that, like, circle-y thing waiting <laughs> for it all to happen. Just, just call going, the start a revolution. <laughs> Oh, Tali, how do you say yeah. Thor for in a Kiwi accent? Oh, that'd be Thor. Thor. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> God. Oh, no, I think it'd be quite similar because it's not like, it's normally the R, the E's that get in a New Zealand accent. Right. Accent. Accent. Thor for. Like, I think the O's are pretty, oh, oh my God, you've really thought about that. <laughs> I don't think it makes it any easier to no. say. Thor for. I just need to get like a grab of Taika saying that. Four four. Yeah. It's four four. It sounds like it's like I think like if you had a lisp, it would be really hard to say too. Four, four, oh four. no, don't do that. Oh yeah. yeah, I know. That's what I like it's just like so many oh man oh man. Look. Hopefully they do not call it Thor 4. I don't think they will, but it would be very funny if they did. Yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> just for kicks. Just for kicks. Yeah. Just for laughs. Just for, for laughs. laughs. For the laughs. We support it. <laughs> well, Tali, that's it for another week of Gaggle of Geeks. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> two I was in... being excited. Oh, man. Like two for two. We're doing good, eh? <laughs> We are nailing this. <laughs> well, hopefully this continues next week. Tali. Indeed. Indeed. Till then. Till then. <laughs> Bye. Bye.